Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Link Podcast with me, Elle. If you are studying English, remember that you can study this podcast episode as a lesson on Link. I've added the transcript and the audio and created a lesson just for you. You can find the link to it in the description. If you have never used Link before, it is an excellent way to study a language. You can study from anything you're interested in. So take an Italian blog post or a Russian news article, Japanese movie, whatever it is, you can create a lesson with it on Link, work through the words and phrases that you don't know, creating your own personal database. It's a fantastic way to learn from content you're actually interested in and make a breakthrough in your target language. Speaking of making a breakthrough, if you would like to challenge yourself, we have a challenges page on Link in many different languages. So I've also popped the link to that page in the description. I'm actually starting a French 90-day challenge this September. So I will be challenging myself to reach targets each day. And actually, my goal is to read a novel in French for the first time over the 90 days. So join me if you want to level up in your target language. Doesn't have to be French, be whichever language you're studying. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever, please show us some love. Give us a like, a share, a follow. We really, really appreciate it. This week, I am joined by someone a little different. You guys are used to me interviewing YouTubers, and this week's guest is a YouTuber, but he's also a professional soccer player. This week, I am joined by professional soccer player, YouTuber, and polyglot, Will John. Will, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's always good to be back and talk about languages, so I'm excited. Great. And uh, whereabouts in the world are you joining us from today? I am in Croatia. So I'm in Zagreb, Croatia, obviously originally from the US, but I, I play football over here in, in Zagreb. Excellent. Okay. And it's your evening in Zagreb. It is evening. Correct. It is 7.15 in the evening. It is a nice chill afternoon here. Lovely. That's a part of the world I really need to get to, Croatia. You haven't been here. I will one day. Um, so you're playing soccer there? Is that what you... Yeah, you keep calling it soccer. And with that accent, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's got to be football. I'm trying. Right. I know. I was going to say in the beginning, <laughs> soccer or football. Yeah, and yeah. I had the impulse to say football. But uh, yes, yeah. yeah, of course. No, I played, so played outside <laughs> of the U.S. You know, I played, I played in the MLS and uh, I grew up playing soccer in the U.S., but uh, right. since then, playing outside of Europe, I've gotten used to calling it football. And in my house, my dad is from Nigeria, and we would call it football. You float in between. It's not a big deal, but yeah, it's football right. to me now after all these years. Okay. Oh, so you say football yourself. Okay. So totally. I'm going to say football from now on. Yeah. It feels right. I feel <laughs> strange saying soccer, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Based in Croatia now for the next little while. Do you uh, know how long yeah, you'll be there Yeah, so for? at least, yeah, the season is just starting. Seasons in Europe, most ah. of them start in August and they'll end in May or June. So we'll have a break there in the winter. And because of COVID, you know, I have not been back to the U.S. This is the longest I've been outside of the U.S. Normally in between my seasons, I will, um, I will go back uh, at least for a little break. Yeah. But it's been almost two years. I think it'll be two years. Oh, you know. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's just one of those things. So, I'm enjoying it. I feel very comfortable outside. You know, as a professional footballer, you spend a few time. I've I spent a large part of my career in Scandinavia. Uh, the other, 
large chunk in uh, Serbia and in Croatia. This is my second stint in, in, in Zagreb. So I know this place very well. I speak the language and, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. Amazing. So it's just taking you all over the world at this soccer playing career. That's totally, that's I think, cool. I think, and uh, Steve and I probably talked about this in the last, uh, I think I've been to 60 countries. I think so, but I need to make a count oh. and it's all because of soccer. If that, I think there's only maybe three countries that were not three or four that were not soccer related. So. Wow. You need to get one of those maps where you scratch off the, you I, know, those foil scratch I off know, <laughs> I know. countries you've been to. I do. I'll put a pin in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll get to them all eventually. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about soccer before we kind of move into the, okay. the languages. Um, when did you know that you, I'm, I'm assuming it's from a really young age, you realized you wanted to pursue soccer as a professional career? That is a question I get a lot. And uh, as a footballer, most, most guys don't have a moment, I've noticed. But I have mm. very specific, I have a very specific story. Number one, oh. my father was a professional footballer himself. So it was always part of, ah. it was always part of my upbringing, but I never considered it. Uh, I had almost a uh, uh, an insane epiphany one day when I don't, and I don't remember to this date, I don't know why I wasn't in school, but I wasn't. I don't know if I was pretending to be sick because I wanted to watch the game or what the deal was. <laughs> but uh, someone scored a goal in the Champions League final. This is in the year 2000, uh, Real Madrid versus Valencia, 1-0. I can remember everything about it. I just happened to be you know, at home, it was, I, I shouldn't have been. And uh, this guy scored a header, Fernando Morientes, scored a header and went off on this crazy celebration. I mean, he ran from the goal, like 70 yards back to his, you know, bench to celebrate with his team. And I had the chills the entire time. And I've talked about this. I've told this story on, on one of our podcasts um, that we have. And uh, it was then that I just knew I'm supposed to do this. That was when I knew I was supposed to do what I'm doing now. And that's pretty early. I think I was 15. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's basically the moment that I knew. And then I left college early, um, which is a, a, <laughs> hilariously another one of my funny stories on the podcast because I know exactly where I was sitting. And I know the moment where I said, I'm not going back to class. And uh, in just huh? a few months, I went pro. So that's my story. Wow. <laughs> The eureka moment yeah um so you were 15 and how is your uh your goal celebration now do you have do you do something <laughs> wild and crazy because uh, of that or are you more subdued <laughs> no no i'm uh, i'm i am i guess i'm somewhat in between you know it's the funny thing when you mm. score goals i've played at all sorts of different clubs in all different parts of the world play uh, you play at clubs where there's you know 40 to 50,000 people. And then you, I've played at clubs where there's not a lot of fans at all. Like, and I say not a lot, just a few thousand, mm. right? Or you have big stadiums, but empty crowds and stuff like that. Uh, right. And so um, your celebration, it, it's a lot of adrenaline. It's really hard to explain. It's uh, strikers, and I'm not a true striker. They're adrenaline junkies. But scoring goals okay. is like being an adrenaline junkie. You want mm. that feeling over and over again. And the higher the stakes, the better, you know, the better it feels. The, if it's the last second of the game, you start chasing that stuff. And um, when you start to have success with it, it just is, you know, so yeah, to, to, to answer your question, 
my celebrations depend on the moment. Uh, okay. But uh, they're not that subdued. I, I tend to have fun. I might do some oh, dancing. Good. You know. Nice. <laughs> Whatever. No backflips or anything? <laughs> uh, funny you should mention backflips. Uh, two years ago, I decided that I would learn how to do a backflip. It wasn't oh. because it wasn't because for a celebration. Everybody then was like, oh, "You got to do that as your celebration." You know, like that's your new celebration. I'm like, no, I just wanted to to do a backflip. Uh, and um, cool. so yeah, I just went to a gym. Uh, I, sorry, I went to a place where the gymnasts, uh, like a mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call that gymnastic setup, and they're like all these little mm-hmm. little girls, and uh, you know. Honestly, mainly mainly little girls, but they have an open gym where adults come in. And so before that, the little girls are in there, and they're doing like triple axe flip, back flip, flying through the air. <laughs> you don't have no idea how they're doing it. They have no fear. And I'm like, okay, can I oh, do this yeah. back flip? Like I'm just like barely <laughs> trying to do it, like a little kid. So yeah. Anyway, that's what's up. And did you can you do a backflip? I can. I can. I can. can. I learned it in in an hour. It's not that hard. It's getting over your fear. Like everything is the is a thing. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say you learned it in an hour. I remember trying. I kind of have done a backflip in high school. Did not take me an hour, and I was terrified. So I think you're definitely right. You you need to just switch off if you can the fear that you're gonna break your neck (laughs) because it really feels like (laughs) you're gonna break your neck. As soon as someone they come away, you know, they're holding your back. And then as soon as they're not holding your back anymore, it's like, ah, exactly. am I going to die? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. yeah. Okay. So, so you mentioned there that you said you're not a true striker. I don't know football, mm. soccer, whatever you want to call it at all. I have to admit. Mm. So what position do you, do you play? I'm a, uh, I'm an attacking midfielder, uh, or what would okay. be considered more a second striker. So, uh, for those of, of the people who don't really aren't into soccer, uh, Ibrahimovic is, uh, if you know who that is, Latan Ibrahimovic, generally a fairly famous person. Or, all right, we'll go with uh, oh, okay. uh, Lionel Messi, uh, who you hopefully have heard yes. of. Yes, <laughs> I know Messi. I okay. know who Messi is, yes. <laughs> Messi, Messi's not a true striker. He's a guy that plays a little underneath. He's quick. He's fast. He's really technical. He's really good with his feet. That's my style okay. and position. I'm also left-footed. Okay. I like to run a little bit behind. We're, we try to cause problems without being the main guy. Those big number nine... Uh, uh, striker guys, uh, they get a lot of the attention from the big defenders. I try to avoid <laughs> those big tackles with those guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds wise. <laughs> Does that mean you get less chance to score then, or it, it means I have to be more creative. I'm more involved in in the oh, buildup okay. of the play. It means I doesn't mean that I won't get a whole lot of chances to score. You do, um, but it's okay. generally the guy who's your num your. Generally, we call that number nine. Uh, he's the striker. That guy is always at the near the goal. He's that's your job. Okay, just score goals. You know, it's my goal, my job to provide and, you know, to score. I see. Okay, so let's talk a little about the languages then. So, as I mentioned in your intro, there, or maybe I didn't. You speak, you know, eight languages, mm-hmm. and you mentioned before we started recording that you're closing in on your ninth language. So um, first off, what are those languages? And I'm interested to know if you kind of moved into, as you moved around the world, did you collect these languages? Um, were there extras? So yeah, first off, what are yeah. the languages that you know? So uh, Okay, so I'll, I'll, uh, the easiest way for me to do this is chronologically, uh, because I okay. always forget when I try and tell people. Um, my, my mom thought it would be a great idea for me to learn Spanish when I was very, very young. Um, so I did not watch English 
um, cartoons when I would come back from school. And she also got me, she placed me into a Spanish like tutor uh, class for some few kids after school. So uh, Spanish was pretty heavy when I was little and I didn't even realize I could speak it. But by the time I was 13, 14, my comprehension was excellent. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I took a liking to languages. Then came uh, Italian and French. Both of those languages were collected without going to the countries. I had not, my Italian is great, and I have okay. spent four or five days in Italy. So for those people out there that think they have to go there to learn, it's nonsense. You have more than enough resources now. Back then, I had to go to the college library and find a TV that had Rai, uh, their, their news uh, thing, to listen uh-huh. to Italian. So uh, that's Spanish, French, Italian. Those are, those are those. Then German, which I've been to quite a bit, but I, I learned alone. Uh, Croatian, that's from here. Danish, because I played there uh, in, in Denmark. Uh, Russian, because I played in Baku, Azerbaijan, and decided to learn Russian. Um, and uh, did I still forget one after all that? Uh, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Danish, Croatian, Russian, English, and right now that it's closing in on number nine will be Swedish because I spent most of my time during the pandemic in Sweden. Uh, so, ah, yeah. Excellent Swedish. I've heard that I kind of dabbled a bit with Swedish too, but I heard it's generally easy to learn if you coming from an English uh, background. Uh, How are you finding it? Oh my gosh. Uh, after having learned Danish, it was pretty interesting. I moved ah. to Sweden and started when I was there just for fun. I would speak Danish to people. They were not having it. They make so much fun of <laughs> Danish. The pronunciation is very different. I mean, they, they make fun of uh, each other okay. a whole lot. But my vocab was, was great. And if you're an English speaker and you're wanting to learn a Scandinavian language, Swedish is pretty, pretty easy. Okay. Excellent. Uh, did you, with the languages, did you decide, you know, in your teens or as a kid that you wanted to be someone who spoke lots of languages or did it just kind of happen as you moved around in your career? Uh, I can, I can say pretty comfortably this was by design. Uh, but I guess you could also say not right. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't force that moment on me, on myself when oh, I was 15, okay. uh, that kind of, this put these mm. the, the wheels in, in motion uh but when i was 16 i read uh the count of monte cristo uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with that book uh but it's yeah. about a guy who more or less goes through some challenges and uh, to become the hero of the story he has to overcome learning languages understanding all sorts of math and physics and being able to travel the world and doing all that stuff and i really it had a very large impact on my on my youth, my youthful mind uh, at 16. And so I thought, this is what I want. I want to be able to learn 10 languages. I said that I wanted 10 and I was 16 then. Uh, And so we are 20 years from that now and I'm at nine. So I underestimated my uh, ability. Um, I think think I'll I'll be able to to go past that. I, I have the desire to. But uh, mm-hmm. no, it was very much by design. I, the methods for getting it done, that was chaotic. You know, uh, trying to uh, figure out okay. how to learn a language 
uh, and what the best way is for you yourself, you know, specifically, or, um, that's, that, that was the challenge. Right. And what kind of methods have you landed on then? Do you, have you honed the methods that you use and that you're now using for Swedish? Yeah. Um, which is funny enough that that's what we're going to be getting into in our new YouTube channel, which is Goloremi languages. Uh, because going through that was, was like I said, very tough. And so now, yeah, it's a combination of a lot of things that you guys do as well. Uh, because comprehension is, 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 um, incredibly useful. And one of the cool things about LinkQ is finding, um, finding information, I guess you could say that's comprehensible at a level that you are, uh, and that's also interesting, but at, at your level, when you're a beginner in a language is so important and so hard because it's really hard. Okay. If you're going to learn English, there's a lot of resources, uh, admittedly Spanish. Yes. But for many of the other, other, other languages, you need to find something that you can read that's uh, comprehensible, mm-hmm. that you can listen to, that you can understand immediately. You know, the natural approach and, and learning things from, uh, I believe his name is Stephen Krashen, uh, is, mm-hmm. is who came up with, with that. Understanding that that is important and TPRS, uh, for the people yeah. that, you know, teaching proficiency through storytelling, right? Uh, through reading and storytelling. Yeah. Um, those were huge boosts. Uh, I definitely, when I started German, I made the mistake of going the grammar route at first, thinking they said, the grammar is tough in German. You got to understand it. And I said, okay, I'll understand it. Let me go and try and dive in. Yeah, disaster for the first you know, couple weeks. You almost want to you give up, throw the books out the window. So yeah. it's very simple. Yeah. Now I start off with very, very basic. I find the most basic of basic things to listen to uh, and speak. And I enjoy writing uh, uh, as well. So when I write, all my notes are hardly in English. Um, so yeah, I break down and I will break down a whole lot more of my, my method over there on Glorium Languages. Yeah, let's talk about the channel. So you have two channels. So the, the Will John channel is all about soccer skills. So you teach soccer skills. Mm-hmm. And now this new channel, Goluremi, is going to be focused on language learning. Yeah, right? yeah. So what uh, everybody who's checking this out can see, what we do is kind of this fun level up thing that a lot of polyglots are, are doing as well. So I will just go into the street and just start randomly talking to, to people. And it's always... A whole lot of fun. So the first video out, you can just yeah. see me in uh, the Mall of Scandinavia, actually, in Sweden, just finding random people to talk to in different languages and in all the craziness that, that, that happens with, with that and surprising foreigners, uh, you know, with that. It's, which is fun over here in this part of the world is there's not a whole lot of black people that speak a Russian or right. uh, Croatian in these Eastern European languages, so it's always funny for them. But um, yeah. yeah, we have more than that channel. So I mean, the company has, we have a podcast uh, channel as oh, well, excellent. which is called The 11th Commandment. And uh, we have all sorts mm. of guests on and that's where Steve uh, actually was, was on as well. So, so yeah, we're, we're busy. <laughs> so what can people who will go and subscribe to your language learning channel and the podcast, what can they expect for the next little while? What, uh, what kind oh, of content? Okay, so yeah, we are going to do a whole lot more of obviously the level ups and, and, and doing a whole lot of surprise. But the idea will be mm-hmm. to, and you'll see this in the channel intro, which is uh, the, the video that's up there, there right now. Um, the idea will be to give people a simple avenue 
into learning how the best polyglots have learned what they you know what they're doing because that's one of the things that i fight and combat against in on our soccer channel is that of course now that anybody can just make a video you probably want to make sure you're getting at least from some people who can show you wouldn't go to don't don't come to me to learn chinese because i don't speak chinese you really don't want to listen to me about that i won't teach you chinese i promise you uh and uh so in that, it's it's our hope that we can have people like Steve on um, and that we will do a lot of these and I'll actually want to display um, a lot. So we will have subtitles for everything, of course, but I will, it's always fun to see conversations uh, in tons of different languages, always with English subtitles and hopefully as we grow our community, um, we'll have plenty of other, other subtitles for people, but uh, we'll have top five videos on best way to learn Spanish, the best way to learn X, Y, and Z language, and we'll do some of those interviews just in in those languages, and we'll bring on different people like that in order to do that. And on the podcast channel, we we bring on some of the most interesting people. I just got off now with a guy who was a former mercenary because of what's going on in Afghanistan. We thought it would be cool to have somebody on to speak about what's going on in the world and stuff like that. We've had on, you know, all all sorts of people from you know, obviously we have footballers on, somebody like Steve, a former. Canadian diplomat is, is also cool, cool to have on. Uh, yeah, they come from all walks of life. The idea is just to learn from people who are doing really, really cool things and uh, talk to them about their stories and just hear interesting things. Fantastic. Well, it sounds amazing, super interesting. I especially love the the whole, you know, approaching people and speaking to them in their, in their language, those types Always of videos. Fun. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. Listen, Will, thank you so, so much uh, for joining me today. It was a great chat. And um, yeah, I'll pop the links to your two channels and to the podcast that you mentioned uh, today in the description. So everyone go check them out for sure. Uh, Yeah, thank you so much for joining us and um, have a great rest of your evening in Croatia, in Zagreb. I will. Thanks a lot. I will throw one more thing out there. All of the clips for uh, languages are also on TikTok. So that's just ah, Golarami. Yeah. Okay. So they're all the Golarami languages okay. and all that stuff. It's all on TikTok as well. If you're just, if you're a bite sized social media type person who can only pay attention for 30 seconds, TikTok's your friend. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll all you there. TikTok teens out there, I yeah. feel like I'm too old for the whole TikTok I thing. It's, I know. I don't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Cheers, Will. All Thank right, you so thanks. much. Yeah. Bye. See ya.